everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Ever wonder why Christians have different convictions? Like, why do some Christian parents allow their kids to watch Harry Potter while others don't? Or why do some Christians celebrate Halloween? What about schooling? Some parents have a strong conviction in regard to being homeschooled. A lot of times, Christians get in disagreements about these decisions. But in Romans 14, Paul shows us how we should handle them. What do we do when we disagree with one another? And let me tell you, his answer is not to stand on the street corner and tell people that they're going to hell if they have a different conviction regarding celebrating holidays or any other amoral option. In Romans 14, Paul's discussing amoral decisions Christians have to make. Amoral means a choice that is not necessarily morally bad or morally good. One commentator says, An amoral practice is neither right nor wrong in and of itself. It does not involve sin and therefore morality. Examples include food, drink, recreation, clothing, personal grooming, birth control, schooling, lifestyles, etc. When no sin is involved, though. So, for example, clothing, when you start to step into immodesty, then you've introduced sin. But where you shop might necessarily be a sinful or moral decision. It may be amoral. Some Christians who have black or white mentalities have difficulty recognizing the existence of an amoral activity. I can sometimes find myself there. For us, everything is either right or wrong. It's clear. However, the Bible teaches that there are many activities that may be right but unadvisable for any number of reasons, and there are actions that are right for some, but not right for others. In Romans 14, starting in verse 13, Paul says, Let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. And one commentary points out that the Greek word translated obstacle or stumbling block refers to an object on a path against which Someone strikes his foot and consequently stumbles or falls, like when you stub your toe, you hop around. The stronger brother's freedom to make an amoral choice might hinder the weaker brother's progress as he walks the Christian path, as he seeks to pursue the righteousness of Christ. It might set him back temporarily or severely discourage him. Think about it. Have you ever been walking alongside a friend when they stub their toe? You were walking just fine, but they stumble. You're on the same sidewalk. What happened? It's kind of like that. For you, your choice, your decision could cause someone to stub their toe. It's fine for you, but it's troublesome for others. The sidewalk was fine for you, but your friend stubbed their toe. Another Greek word translated stumbling block or obstacle describes a snare used to catch an animal or victim as it walks by. The stronger brother's freedom to make an amoral decision might even create a temptation for the weaker brother to sin. One commentator says it might tempt him to go beyond the stronger brother's behavior and lead him to cast off restraint and that which is moral, clearly right or wrong, as well as amoral, neutral. So here's what that means. If your conviction leads a friend to sin, you should look out for your friend and adjust your actions accordingly. So for some, drinking alcohol is a dangerous game. While some Christians who are of age are able to drink alcohol responsibly, there's no issue. Whereas for others, they might hold the conviction that you're playing with fire and therefore you should avoid alcohol together. 
Let's say they hold that conviction because they have personally struggled with drunkenness, the party lifestyle, or alcoholism. If that's the case, even though I might think drinking alcohol in moderation is okay, Paul says I should refrain so that I might serve my friend. I don't shame them. I look out for them. I honor them. This principle is really helpful to think through in the context of leadership. It's been said that whatever leaders do in moderation, followers will do in excess. That means they'll do it more. They'll push the boundaries even more. This means that while the leader might have the discernment to handle something like alcohol or boundaries in dating responsibly, the followers might not. They might begin to inappropriately use the leader's decisions regarding something like alcohol to justify their own and fall into sin, thinking something like, well, so-and-so does it, so it's okay for me to have just one more drink, even though I know it might not be good for me. If they do it, I'll be okay. And Paul's point is this. What's okay for you might not be best for everyone else, and we should seek to serve everyone else. Now, what I'm not saying is no one should drink alcohol. But what I am saying is that whenever we make decisions regarding something that is in default, amoral, neutral, we should consider those who we're leading, those who we hang out with, and those who are watching from the outside. As Paul goes on to say in verse 14, I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. It's not okay for anyone who holds the conviction that it's not okay. That's Paul's way of saying there are things that are amoral, neither good nor bad, but how we view them can make them that way. And if those amoral things become troublesome or immoral for believers, meaning they're led to sin or they produce something within the believer that's a strong conviction that says this is wrong or this isn't right, we shouldn't shame or judge our friends for holding that conviction or attitude toward whatever we believe to be an amoral thing that's okay. We should cheer on our friends in their pursuit of righteousness. And Paul continues, For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you're not walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. Those things that we can care a lot about, they're not the priority. The kingdom of God, it's not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. And that's the goal that we'd pursue peace and be champions of one another as we all pursue righteousness, outdoing each other by showing honor or outdoing each other in showing honor. So who can you honor today or this weekend? Is there someone you've failed to honor? Do you need to ask for their forgiveness? Think about that today as we all seek to walk in righteousness. And I'm so glad we're on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.